Welcome, everybody, to this week's uh, Talking Elite episode on Kenny Omega. Uh, fortunately, due to some circumstances, um, some of my colleagues, unfortunately, will not be joining us tonight. Um, so I am here solo, it looks like, um, talking about one of my favorite wrestlers, um, not just on AEW. Oh. Sorry, not just on AEW, but um, in general, he is one of the best talents on, out there right now. Um, so, like I said, we are going to be talking about Kenny Omega tonight. Um, so, probably just going to be a quick 15-minute episode, I'm guessing, right now, just because, uh, like I said, there's no one really to uh, converse with. Um, so, lately, you know, he's had the, you know, trios, ta- you know, he's had the trio belts, he's had um, a tag team belt. Um, very centered around the elite, um, which of course, duh, all elite zone, all elite wrestling. Um, Kenny had um, a really decent run, at least their second run, uh, with the Young Bucks winning the uh, trios uh, championships from um, Death Triangle last year after all the whole brawl out situation happened, and also being the inaugural, you know, trios champions. And I think that you kind of had to have the elite be that um you had to have those guys be your first champions when it came to um those belts specifically um just because the elite's probably one of the best you know teams whether it was in bullet club you know back in new japan pro wrestling you know and just having that core three um still around to this day and i'm so glad that uh, the young bucks and kenny omega have been in aw still hopefully they get their contracts extended at the time of recording you're having a lot of issues um, with them not resigning as of yet, so we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Um, also, going to his uh, tag team run with uh, before I get to you know, of course, the main championship. Um, he had a really great run um, with you know ex best friend Hangman Adam Page, which led into one of the best world championship runs. Um, I think we've seen the company in any of the promotions. Um, you know, it was during a time when you know there was really you know a whole lot of people in the stands. He kind of was a, a good transition um champion after Mox, where you had you know he was part pandemic era, part um you know live audience coming back. And to have him be a big factor in that, um, he had a very sports entertainment-driven um, character with um, his world title reign, and I loved it. Um, before we get to that point, um, he had, had a lot of great matches. Um, you know, of course, he had the Bucks and, um, you know, going against Kenny and Hangman. Uh, one of the best tag team matches. If you haven't had the chance, go back and watch that because it's one of the best uh, tag matches that you can actually see right now. And I'm hoping that they do a streaming service because I want to go back and watch some of these matches just specifically without having to shift through a uh, uh, bleacher report, <laughs> that whole, you know, messed up uh, situation with bleacher reports. So, you know, um, hopefully they'll do like a streaming service. Cause I would love to go back and watch that match specifically. Um, now, now you lead into, you know, probably one of the best, you know, world tile reigns because, you know, he, he was a belt collector. He had belts in New Japan, Mexico, impact wrestling. Um, you know, he's probably one of the most decorative champions that are, are, are out there, uh, especially when he had the AAA and impact title and the AEW world championship. Um, he really looked like a better champion, um, compared to some of the ones that were, you know, out there currently when he had Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Like, he he looked like a champion. You know, he was still coming to work and putting in the time. Ilar was just a, you know, it was just 
it was just, you know, him kind of holding up championships on two other companies. But at the end of the day, you know, he was still a draw to those, um, you know, those promotions. I think, you know, impact numbers were up with it. Triple uh, A, there was a lot of people that were going triple A, um, watching them for the first time, thanks to Kenny. Uh, the guy literally is a pioneer in pro wrestling. Um, and I think that's another issue that he might have. Because um, I know that there is a issue where people, especially I know um, what culture wrestling, a few other of those uh, dirt sheet, you know, bottom feeder websites, um, we'll talk about Kenny is saying that, you know, he does not appeal to the modern fan base. Now, there is some truth to that. Um, but I think also, too, you got to think about, too, Kenny has a different character he has over here in the States. Um, it's a very, not EVP, like not his, you know, not his executive role, but like he has to, be, I think there's times where he is trying to cater to the fans, but he's also putting on, you know, banger after banger after banger match. And I think fans that need to go out there and watch, you know, I think they need to go out there and watch his New Japan stuff and his AEW stuff. Either way, I think they'll be impressed. Um, like I said, the guy has constantly good, constant good storytelling. And I think, and he even said that it like, could be one of his little down, um, downsides with being it because there's times where he likes to put those little seeds you know into his stories down the road um so if you go back and look at some of the stuff that he was doing with hangman and adam page and how you know he was a very smart when it came to how he was booked in that decision he was very good about planting the seeds about a you know a heel turn you know and how those two really set it up and probably gave one of the best aw stories so Kenny Omega, like I said, he has wrestled in a lot of um, places. He's wrestled in Japan, Canada. Like, you know, he is a lot more well known in Japan, and I think that's why he's got dual citizenship with Canada and Japan. Um, I'm not sure he still does as of 2023, but you know, he loved Japan where he learned you know how to speak fluent Japanese. So to see like some of his things that has happened over there. Um, I'm going to go into like his, some of his entrances over in New Japan. Cause I think some of his new, you know, new Japan entrances are some of the best um, entrances that you'll see out there. So you had his Terminator, you know, character that was super awesome, super well over, you know, come out, you know, did the whole uh, good night bang. Um, you also had his, um, you also had a uh, mech, you know, he had a, like almost like a, a mech suit anime kind of themed um, character that the, that costume was awesome as well. Had the whole big gun. And then, of course, my favorite was um, his one from this last Wrestle Kingdom and um, getting Sethroth. So, um, Sethroth is basically where he got his whole One Wing Angel um, gimmick from. And having, you know, to be able to have Seth Ross battle music, if you haven't played Final Fantasy, like, go watch just clips of Seth Ross just being a badass. Like, he's, he's got he's got a lot of great, um, great cool fight scenes in, well, Final Fantasy VII and then Crisis Core. So if you want to know more about him, I would go watch that. But just that presence, just the whole, you know, he came out there, you know, he had the, the music, he had the whole screen you know, following his movements. And I thought New Japan just killed it with that. I wish, I wish Tony, that's I'm not knocking on AEW here because this is our AEW podcast, but he, I think he had a lot better of an entrance over in Japan. And um, I think his heel work in Japan was a lot better, but that's also because he was a guy, he's an outsider. 
you know, that's the whole premise of his era with Bullet Club. That's why Bullet Club was so popular back um, before he joined and while he was in it. You know, he really had, I think he was probably one of the best leaders of Bullet Club, but gets overshadowed by like uh, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor, or AJ Styles. I think he really brought a lot of eyes to the product. Same thing with the Bucks. Um, like I said, the Elite were a very huge talking point when it came to everything. Um, Connor says, hello. I'm so glad that you're watching, Connor. Um, sorry that you're not feeling well. Uh, Connor is our uh, producer of the show, also uh, one of the hosts. Uh, fortunately, he came down with a heavy fever tonight, so fortunately he was not able to make it on for Kenny Omega. Uh, we might come back and revisit this one since, um, you know, fortunately since since there was uh, nobody, unfortunately, on. And unfortunately, we had to move you know shows around just because we got a lot of things that have been happening on, on our network. So, uh, yeah. Just playing our YouTube channel. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think with Kenny Omega, going back to like his whole, I think Kenny is, I think he has more, I think he has better heel work in Japan. You know, I loved, I loved, um, I loved what, going back and watching his debut with Bullet Club. You know, I got chills when he went from the Golden Lovers and into Bullet Club, um, that whole transition. Um, another thing that Kenny Omega, um, I'll get to I'll get to the golden lovers here in a second. Um, yeah, um, yeah, Connor. Uh, Connor says Kenny Omega is a great option for the second spotlight. Um, yeah, well, like I said, we'll probably we'll probably redo it. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a part two next week and have a whole panel episode next week on it. Um, just due to uh, fortunately it's for some unreasoned circumstances. Anyways, um, golden lovers. So the golden lovers um, was a very um, I guess controversial. Um, character. They're very controversial characters, um, and I think if you go back and watch some of you know the vignettes that you had um, with Kenny and Abushi, so Kenna, you know, so Abushi is another great talent. And so is Kenny. I think this this tag team really put those two guys on the map, um, especially because, like I said, you also had them like that were, you know, they were at the time pushing boundaries for the LGBTQ community in more of a positive light. Um, compared to some of the other, you know, acts out there, you know, from back in the past with WWE, WWF, WCW, um, where they actually, I don't know, they actually, like, they were pushing the boundary, especially in Japan, very traditional country compared to the states over here, but they were very pushing the boundaries, and to see both those guys and how their career has gone, I would love to see a golden, you know, I'd love to see a golden lovers reunion here in AEW. I know they've teased it a little bit. I think they had a couple moments here and there, and I know they have the Golden Elite where Kenny literally had you know his three best friends on a team. Um, so I'd love for them to go back and actually touch bases on that again. I think now you're looking at it, Kenny's got a lot of um, I guess he's got some different stories you can tell with him right now. Um, so hopefully, who knows what's going to happen um, with AEW, but you know, hopefully they would touch bases on it. You know, you got Forbidden Door two coming up uh, June is what they're guessing. Um, so hopefully it'll be uh hopefully something something big will happen. Um Jason um he um, says in the comments, I miss the golden elite. I do too. Um the first time I watched it was at you know their first you know pay-per-view, you know, all in um before AEW started, and I was blown away by that com- you know, that combination of of guys in the ring. Um that whole match was just incredible. But you know, Ibushi, I think I, I need to go back and watch more of his stuff specifically. He is one of those wrestlers that's 
on my like wrestling bucket list. I'm like, I need to watch more of it. I've seen clips, I've seen matches, I've seen moments in New Japan, but I need to know more. I need to see more because you know he's one of the best talents that New Japan and uh Dragon Gate have had. And I think Tony, I think if you're listening, man, if you want to get some more Japanese talent, because I think you gotta be careful. I know we've talked about it before with like you know inflated roster that you have, but if you can bring a in and give him a contract, get let him train some of these new guys that are wrestling because you know there's a lot that he could offer to your team that's not just wrestling. And if you can actually use him correctly, I think that's another thing that could happen. But hey, you know what? We're kind of uh, fantasy booking here. Um, shrimp, uh, shrimp sushi is one a really close friend of mine. Uh, thank you so much for watching tonight. Um, I know it's a very uh, like I said, it's a very very uh, small like it's gonna be a quick little podcast tonight. Uh, fortunately. Um, due to some uh, unforeseen circumstances if you're just joining us um we will be doing a full episode next week with uh talking elite on kenny omega i promise um so i fortunately this is just a little bit of a filler i do apologize guys i'm trying not to ramble i'm trying to give a good um podcast out there and give good information so um yeah i think kenny has been great here in aw um now we're gonna go into a little more of a controversial opinion here. So I've seen a lot of people been on social media, and I'm 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 bad at with social media. I need to stay away. But um, with Kenny Omega's uh, contract, you know, expiring, um, I believe early 2024 at this point, uh, due to his injuries, can they extend his contract? Um, if I was Tony Khan, I would give the Bucks, I'd give Kenny anything they want, money wise. Uh, <laughs> These guys are your your foundation for all elite, you know, for all you know, for all elite wrestling. Like these guys, you know, help the show. Do not let what happened with Cody happen. Like give them, I don't, you don't need to really give them a full on championship run. Just keep them consistently booked like they have been. Give them good stories and give them. I would say give them um, some good money. Um, uh, before I get to more my next point, um, Jason uh, Shrimp is um, his nickname is uh, Shrimp Sushi. Um, he's a good friend of mine. So, um, so hopefully, uh, yeah. So hopefully they'll keep Kenny Omega. Um, I don't think he will do good in WWE. Like this is just my personal, you know, professional opinion here. Um, just because Kenny Omega would just doesn't work with, I think scripted moments. I think you have to have him be specifically. Um, I think you have to have him specifically be an AEW or New Japan because one he can't really if he goes to WWE he can't do anything in New Japan anymore. He can't do a lot of the great um he can do a lot of the great you know things that he does in AEW you know and I think you would I think you would <laughs> kind of a pun here I think you would clip his wings if he goes. Someone like Cody, you know what it hurt when he left but at the same time I'm gonna support him. Same thing if Kenny goes. I'll support him. Like they're they're still some of my favorite wrestlers. And just because they leave, I'm not going to blacklist them, hate on them. It's like, you know what, you're doing what's best for you, what you're mentally thinking, whether it's money, maybe it's something more passionate, maybe there's guys you want to work with, who knows? But if I was Kenny Omega, right? Um, I would look at who you have on the AEW roster that you can work with. Um, and there's still a whole bunch of dream matches that you can have and great stories that you can have with Kenny and the Young Bucks. You know, I don't think that they're, I don't think Kenny is leaving here anytime soon. I think he'll, I think he'll retire in AEW. I really do. But looking at it really over in, 
WWE, the only case I can see is a Bullet Club reunion um, or a Bullet Club, some kind, something like some kind of Bullet Club feud because you have, you know, Finn Balor, you have the original leader of Bullet Club, then you have AJ Styles, then you have you have Carl Anderson that's over there now, then you have potential Jay White. So you bring in Kenny Omega, of course the story is there, and you're gonna sell a lot of money. You're gonna you're gonna make a lot of money. You're gonna sell T-shirts. You're gonna sell posters, pay-per-views. But the thing is, in recent memory, WWE really has not done a good track record when it has come to Bullet Club. So I think that's another thing that Kenny's got to look at, too. Like, I'm not Kenny Omega, and I'm not speaking for him, or I'm just speaking as a fan, maybe a little bit of a mark at right now. But if you look at it, you know, Kenny would get his wings clipped. And the past of WWE, when they had some Bullet Club storylines, they dropped the ball. And then you have the whole Judgment Day, you know, they're trying to be like a PG version of Bullet Club. My opinion, I don't personally like it. I think now it's a good idea on paper that you can have Finn Balor be in charge of a good faction, but make sure that you have, make sure you give him a good story. Like you don't want to make Dom, like Dominic is just basically a simp at this point to Rhea Ripley, to, um, not Rhea, yeah, to uh, is Rhea Ripley. I can't remember her name. Is it's, You know who I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm a little off on some of the names in WWE. I do apologize, um, but you can't, but if your main one of your main storylines isn't involving your leader or they're not doing anything with that, it just to me is just weak. And you could easily have Dominic and his mommy have that good story there. So, you know, the really Kenny Omega, you know, what like Jason says, um, he'll love to see Omega versus Styles. And I agree, it would be a banger of a match. Um, you know, especially with the history with Kenny Omega and Styles. Um, I don't know if you know this, guys, but Kenny Omega almost quit wrestling. He was this close, but it was a match with AJ Styles that turned Kenny's whole career around. And now you have Kenny who's had six-star matches. You know, Styles, same thing. He's had five, six-star matches. One of the best WWE world champions in recent memory. Um so who knows what's going to happen um, with Kenny Omega. Hopefully he stays in AEW as a fan. That's what I hope to see. Um, so before I get to like the last point of what's next for Kenny Omega, um, as we start to wrap up here, um, Dakota, this we're just bringing in WrestleMania here for a moment. I'm actually excited for this WrestleMania. Um, I've been seeing up with the clips and stuff, watching it um, just – because I'm, I want, I'm gonna cheer on Cody. I want Cody to be world champion, and I want him to be world champion in AEW. So I'll be definitely on it, watching it for sure. Um, but Dakota says uh, WrestleMania Hollywood John Cena. Now I think it would be cool. I think this would be the only time you could give John Cena that Hollywood Hulk Hogan um, look. If that's what you're uh, saying, Dakota, because I think it'd be cool. I know they had the. Bray Wyatt match. Um, I thought that was really cool. Where you know he would happen if um, he did, you know, you know if he did turn into heel and turn into like a Hulk Hogan. Um, so yeah. Um, now we're gonna get to the last part of the podcast, and I'll go more in depth with it next week with our um, panel, hopefully. Um, but Kenny Omega, what is next for Kenny Omega? And I think that they've teased this really well. And I think this is the direction they're going to go. Um, if you guys haven't seen this kid, this kid, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. 
And this kid is the future of pro wrestling. I want you guys to go watch his stuff. Takeshita. He is, he reminds me a lot of Shinsuke, Styles, Omega. Like, he's a very young, hungry talent. And the kid knows how to work in the ring. He knows how to sell. So I think that will be his first big storyline will be with Kenny Omega. I really think it will be. I think you have Don Callis, who's, who will be a good mouthpiece for the kid that can help really tell the story and grow it. Um, he's been kind of hinting at it. You've seen pictures backstage um, with Kinect, with with Don, you know, him helping Takeshita. And then, you know, he's looking at Takeshita. There were signs when he lost um, with the House of Black um, with this last pay-per-view at Revolution, um, where if you haven't watched the Elite, versus house of black match it was fantastic but there was some story elements at the end that you need to go watch don literally ripped off his headset walked down the ring now he was helping kenny omega of course but the way that he was helping um kenny he was very disappointed in kenny omega so and with if you guys haven't heard his podcast with renee um, paquette John Moxley's wife, um, great podcaster, great wrestling mind in general, a great interviewer. Um, but she, but she had him on the show, and he brought a very good point. He likes to put little seeds and little instances into the show. So if you haven't already, go listen to that podcast, and you'll kind of get what I'm saying. Where I think Kenny is going to face Takeshita. I would say I'm not sure if it's going to be all in or all out, but I think it's going to be one of those matches, one of those match cards this year. Um, you could do it at Forbidden Door, of course, or you could do it at Full Gear. Or do it on a special. Like, you know, build up to be where it's a great story. I know Tony can still write a good story. Some of the storylines I know haven't been, it's just some of the fans liking. I'm still loving it, but I'm just a very positive AEW mark, so what do I know? But I think you have a great matchup with Takeshita that you could easily do. Um, another, you know, if you go back to our prediction um, talking the episode our fantasy booking um, that we did a couple weeks ago you had um, you had my match card where you had uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite there's a story there that you could do you know you could also continue the story coming out of you know Revolution now you could you could have you know Kenny go up against Malachi you know go up against Malachi Black he can go up against Buddy Matthews he can go up against Brody King have like a whole bunch of combinations with the Elite or even just Kenny because Kenny Omega and Malachi, that could write itself and be a five-star, six-star match. So it just depends on how AEW wants to book him. Um, I just think there's a lot of stories that you could tell without necessarily having him around the world title picture. But I think eventually you could easily sneak him back in, be a champion, or you can even have him go up against MJF. MJF has, um, if you listen to Busted Open, they're, they were kind of talking their day. What do you do now with Max? Like, what do you do now with MJF? You know, you had him beat in an Iron Man match, you know, going 60 minutes with Brian Danielson. Okay. You had him in the, you know, the dog car match with CM Punk. You know, he has done it all. But one thing he hasn't done really is beat the cleaner. You know, I think you could use, I think you could use Omega to help put over MJF a little bit. You can do a best of series so that way it comes down to a tiebreaker so you don't make, you know, Kenny Omega look weak or buried. So who knows? You know, there's a lot of possibilities with AEW. I think that's one thing that a lot of people 
make fun of Tony Khan for where it's like he just plays with toys. He's just he's just playing like I do with action figures and doing a fantasy fig fed. I think with all the talent he has, there's a lot of matches that he could do with Kenny. You know, I think people, I think Kenny Omega is not underrated. I don't think he's overrated. I think he is the best, one of the best talents in the world. So that is my two cents on Kenny Omega. Uh, next week, we will be having, uh, we'll do a part two slash uh, panel for Kenny Omega since uh, we had an unforeseen circumstance tonight with Connor getting sick and a couple others having some other um, things have happened, travel issues. And some other stuff. So uh, we'll be back next week for sure. We'll be um, we'll continue on with our conversation with Kenny Mega Part Two. Now this will be a, a panel discussion. We'll go into depth on Kenny, um, and then of course uh, we'll be back here tomorrow night for our uh, watch along with AEW Dynamite. So make sure you guys join us tomorrow at 7 Central for AEW Dynamite. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually excited for tomorrow's card. It's another you know big card. Um, I didn't. I don't remember last week's because I was like really, really sick. So hopefully it was. Uh, hopefully it was good. Uh, but I feel like this card this week's got a lot of momentum going into it. Um, of course, Thursday we have ROH. We're doing our ROH watch along as well at six central. Um, we have, of course, Friday we have a Rampage watch along. So make sure you guys uh, come out and join us for that. Uh, we have good insights. Have a lot of great conversations. So it's a lot of fun. Um, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel down below. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe, uh, share this video. I know it's just me. We're trying to get our numbers up and trying to get more, uh, wrestlers on the podcast, trying to have more shows for you guys, give you guys more content, um, have more guests. We have a couple guests. I think we have lined up, uh, that we should be making announces, uh, here very soon from what Connor was saying. Um, so make sure you guys follow our Twitter at all eight zone one. Also, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, All Eat Zone Podcast. Follow us on uh, Spotify. Uh, we are trying to get that updated, so we might be a few episodes down, but we should be up there in no time. Um, so, hope you guys are having a great night. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining this quick little, you know, twenty-five minute uh, podcast. Um, it was kind of a filler episode tonight since it was just me, um, but I promise we'll get uh, things going back in order next week for talking elite. So without do have a good night and good night. Bang.